Greetings and a very special welcome to those of you listening for the first time and a very special thank you to whoever it was that let you know about this podcast. And as always, a very warm welcome to my faithful listeners. This weekly podcast is a place where we explore current events from a biblical and prophetic perspective so we as God's children can know how He wants us to respond. I started this podcast in July of 2020 in response to the COVID-19 tyranny, which made clear that a conspiracy for a global one-world government was most definitely in play. And in the months that followed, an overabundance of evidence surfaced, waking us up to the fact that we were much further along in this evil agenda than people realized. No longer are we talking about a conspiracy theory, but conspiracy facts. I've shared before that in late 2019, I asked the Lord about what we could expect in 2020, and I clearly heard God say that He would be exposing all manner of evil wherever it exists, beginning with the church. I shared I believe we would have three and one-half years of exposure, and then we would see God intervene in the affairs of humanity like never before. The modern-day prophets and the news have continued to support this three-and-a-half-year perspective, and today we find ourselves at the precipice of experiencing God's intervention in the most undeniable ways. Many prophets have said, and my personal research leads me to believe, the month of September, especially, will be the beginning of the whole world seeing God's intervention. This podcast will first post on August 30th, 2023, and with the urgency of the times, I ask you to help others be prepared by sharing this podcast. Today, I bring part three of my interview with James Roguski about the World Health Organization and the United Nations effort to gain complete control over the masses, an interview that was actually recorded on Friday, August 4th. Considering current world events, we have compelling confirmation from God regarding all I have been sharing with you. So before I share the interview with James, let me provide us a quick overview to explain my perspective of where we are in terms of world events and God's plans for His people. You may not agree with my conclusion, but we can all agree that we are living in exceedingly critical times, perhaps the most critical the world has ever seen, in terms of the battle of good and evil. This means we all need to decide where we stand. Are we aligned with God and all that is good and leads to life? Or are we aligned with Satan and all that is evil and leads to death? The choice is ours, but I will say the time to make our choice before God's judgment in our day is coming to a close. We've been living in a time that I call the foreshadow of the Great Tribulation. I believe this time of foreshadow is intended by God to wake the church up. The church, meaning all people who profess to be followers of Jesus Christ, has been forced to wake up to realize the extent of evil we have allowed. Because we, in this New Testament time, have all of Christ's authority and power to overcome all the schemes of the evil one, God expects the church to overcome evil. He expects us to take back what is rightfully ours. But in our day, we have failed to exercise our authority and power, so evil has advanced with essentially no opposition. Because of everything God has given His people and all that Christ has done, it's understandable that 1 Peter 4.17 clearly states, Judgment begins with the house of the Lord. The Great Tribulation, as revealed in the Bible, both Old and New Testament, is characterized by two periods of three and one-half years where the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet, also known as the Antichrist, are revealed. First, consider the time mentioned. 
The Bible says one day is like a thousand years, Second Peter chapter 3, verse 8. Therefore, many scholars, myself included, <laughs> not that I'm a scholar, believe that three and one-half years refers to three and one-half thousand years. We know from Revelation the first beast revealed is the dragon, which the Apostle John sees as a sign in the heavens, Revelations 12.3. The dragon's first act is an attempt to devour the Christ child as soon as he is born. Revelations 12.4. The dragon and his evil angels make war in heaven with Michael and his angels, Revelation 12.7. And the dragon is defeated and cast down to the earth, Revelation 12.7 and 8. Most believe this occurred before God's creation of the first man and woman, explaining why Satan, disguised as a serpent, was able to entice Eve to rebel against God, who in turn enticed her husband. And this is when sin entered the human race and God pronounced his sentence, Genesis chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, when among other things God said he would put enmity between the serpent and the woman and between her seed and his seed. Revelation 12:17 states, and the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring, who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. End quote. I believe this dragon was dealt a death blow with the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus in the year of 30 to 33 AD, which was the year of 3790 to 3791 on the Hebrew calendar. Keep in mind the Hebrew calendar counts the years since creation. Today on the Hebrew calendar, we are in the year 5783. The Jewish New Year occurs in September, so we are very close to the year 5784. Also, please note that the Jews who don't recognize Jesus as the Messiah with his first coming are expecting the Messiah to come before the Hebrew year 6000, only 216 years away. The second evil character is simply called the Beast, Revelation chapter 13. However, we see him characterized as coming from the sea and the earth, in other words, from the whole world. These two beasts are so joined together in the exercise of their power, having received their power from the dragon, that they are sometimes said to be one, Revelations 12.3 and 13.1-8. He exists to magnify himself above every god and against the god of gods, Daniel 11.36. This beast has heads, horns, and crowns, which scholars interpret to mean dynasties, earthly empires, nations, and governments. I believe this is the beast we have been dealing with since Christ's resurrection just over 2,000 years ago. And I believe this beast is about to get his initial death blow from God in these very days leading into the year 2024. I'm trying to get a scholar of the Hebrew calendar as a guest on my show, hopefully next week, to explain more about the Hebrew calendar and the meaning for us today. I believe the beast of Revelation 13 has been ruling and influencing nations and leaders of nations in effort to circumvent God's timeline to accelerate it and give him rulership of the world before his time. This explains the accelerated efforts of proponents of a one-world order or one-world government that we have witnessed in our day. The third beast is called the false prophet, Revelation 16, verse 13. He makes an image of the beast and forces people to worship it. Revelation 13:11-17. This false prophet has two horns like a lamb, but he speaks like a dragon. The resemblance to a lamb indicates priesthood, but his priesthood is false because his words are the false and lying doctrines of the dragon. Satan's authority is given to and exercised through this false prophet, just as it is through the beast. Revelation 13:11-13. 13, 
The false prophet represents the Antichrist and, in fact, many Antichrists, of which John spoke in his first epistle, 1 John chapter 2, verses 18 to 24. I believe the days we are living in are prior to the days of the false prophet and are to serve as a precursor to the days of the Great Tribulation. I believe God has allowed us this unique time in history before the Great Tribulation to become convinced about the reality of the war between good and evil, between God and Satan. Many people have likened the mandated so-called vaccine to the mark of the beast as explained in the book of Revelation. But what people haven't talked much about is the seal of God, which God puts upon his people. Revelation chapter 7 verses 1 to 8. The website known as Enter the Bible states, quote, Revelation says that the redeemed bear a seal on their foreheads. The seal consists of the names of God and the Lamb and shows that the redeemed belong to God. Revelation 14.1. The seal is presumably not a visible one, but a way of indicating that the people find their identity in relationship to God and Christ. This seal or relationship does not mean the people are exempt from all earthly suffering, but it does show that God has claimed them and gives them the promise of life everlasting. John hears that those who are sealed number 144,000 from the 12 tribes of Israel, but... When John turns to look at them, he discovers that they are actually a countless multitude from every tribe and nation. The imagery describes the whole people of God. The seal that they bear is the opposite of the mark of the beast, which is introduced in Revelation chapter 13, verses 11 to 18. I am not saying that we will never again deal with the dragon or the beast. Revelation is clear how the beast operates with the power of the dragon and is given a death blow, but is resurrected. Revelation 13, 3-18, he is resurrected to work with the false prophet, the Antichrist. So, I believe the time we are living in is a foreshadow from God to cause people on earth to realize there truly is a battle between God and Satan taking place on earth, so they will choose with whom they will be aligned. I believe we are living in the initial days of the separation of the sheep nations from the goat nations that will continue into the first three and one-half years of the Great Tribulation. And if the Jewish belief is correct that Jesus comes by the year 6000, which of course we'll recognize as his second coming, then the Great Tribulation is not far off, but it is not for now. My take on the times we're living has seemingly been affirmed by current events and the words of the trusted modern-day prophets. God has spoken through Julie Green that the day of God's wrath is not for now. But you study and pray And may we all make certain that we are ready for Christ's return at any time, because no one knows the hour of Christ's return, not even Jesus himself. I ask you to keep all of this in mind as I now share the third part of my interview with James Roguski about the United Nations and the World Health Organization's effort to gain control over the world's population through their tyrannical governmental efforts, which I believe is influenced by the beast. Here, I pick up where I left off with part two of the interview, so if you didn't hear part two or part one, make a point of listening to those before you finish this podcast, so this podcast, part three, makes the most sense. But if you have a volunteer spirit and you want to help, you'll be guided to do what it is that you're supposed to do. And That's all I'm doing every single day. Absolutely. And I think that those are excellent words of encouragement because right now, I think everyone would agree the world is in a crisis. 
And we need as many people to understand the truth and act on it as possible. And regardless of a person's individual calling or skill set or experience, everybody can download this letter that you have and send it off to their respected representatives. So thank you for doing that much. What else can people do at this time based on what you have provided with your website, with the stoptheglobalagenda.com? Well, there's um, many other websites as well. And one of them is exitthewho.com. And again, don't search for it. Just type it in and go there, exitthewho.com. So far, um, we've gotten 50 members of Congress to sign on in support of Andy Biggs. He's a representative from um, Arizona. He, uh, in January, uh, submitted HR House Resolution 79, which is... The short name is the WHO Withdrawal Act. I can summarize it in less than 30 seconds. It's only a two-page piece of legislation. It would give notice to the WHO, supposed to give one-year notice that we're leaving. It would stop giving them money, and it would repeal the legislation that got us involved in 1948. I've, I've worked a lot in natural health, and you can treat the symptoms of a problem You know, you can try to negotiate better terms uh, in an abusive relationship, but it's probably better to address the cause of the problem. And the cause started when we accepted the WHO Constitution. Mm -hmm. Most people do not know that the WHO has their own constitution. Well, the federal government was never given the authority by the original colonies or any of the other 50 states, they have no authority over healthcare. So they did not have the right to give authority over healthcare to the WHO, but yet we've accepted their constitution, which puts them in charge of all health-related issues in the world and gives them power to do whatever is necessary. If you read the document, they can do whatever is necessary to deal with health around the world. Our acceptance by the federal government of the WHO constitution and subsequently the international health regulations and possibly this new agreement, to me, is null and void. It was a mistake from the beginning. How do you fix a mistake? Well, you don't treat the symptoms, you treat the cause. Mm -hmm. And Andy Biggs is HR 79. You can get all of the details at exitthewho.com. And ideally, there would be at least one senator out of 100 that would just copy that and submit it as companion legislation in the Senate. And so, you know, that's one of the things that we're asking senators to do. The legislation is currently in the House. We have 50 co-sponsors. We're looking for a senator to step up to the plate and add it as companion legislation in the Senate. It's not going to answer every question in the world to exit the WHO, but boy, it certainly will send a message. That's an excellent, excellent effort. Uh, Now you have the 50 members of Congress who have agreed. Are there more members of Congress that would be helpful or is it just really focusing on having a senator at this point? Well, you know, in in the spirit of leading with love in your heart, you can go to exitthewho.com, scroll down until you see all of the list of members of Congress. And the ones who have joined have a green rectangle saying that you know they've already sponsored the legislation. Call them up and say, thank you. 
Mm-hmm. You you could have a good couple of days just making phone calls saying, hey, I'm calling the congressperson's office. And I know this might come as a surprise, but I'm just calling to say, thanks. How can I help? And oh, by the way, um, how come I don't see you on TV talking about this? And why don't you talk to the senator from your state and get them to co-sponsor the thing that you've co-sponsored or get them to you know, submit it as companion legislation? So, you know, Take the path of least resistance and and improve someone's life. If, if you can imagine being a staff member at a congressperson's office, when the phone rings, it's likely to be some kind of a complaint. But what if you called up the staff and and the local offices as well of these fifty members of Congress and just absolutely made somebody's day? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for doing the right thing. How do I help? That's a beautiful way to get started in expressing what it is you want. We want more members of Congress and the Senate to join the 50 who already get it. Right. So call up the 50 and say, thank you and say, well, what can I do to help? All right. So we've got the four tracks and it seems like the the most urgent is what you refer to as track number one. Would that be accurate to say? In terms of the timeline? In in terms of timeline, it is the most pressing. Um, there's about six weeks or so. Now, I'm going to make a point of clarification here. It's about six weeks from today, the day that we are recording, and this is actually August 4th. By the time this podcast is actually posted, there'll be less time. So I want to impress upon my listeners, the moment you hear this program, really, you need to stop what you're doing and take action. And, you know, I am a big believer that people should get the facts straight. And so all of the information is readily available in the little letter that you could send to Congress. It's basically saying, hey, please read this. It's very important. And you know, we need for you to make a statement as to your position about all of this. Please don't send me back some standard propaganda message. The details are there. There are documents that are being kept secret. What is your position on this? Because you realize there's going to be an election in 2024. And what you do about this is going to influence how you choose to vote in the next election. And and so while you're doing that, take the time to read the documents yourself so you actually know what is going on. I've tried to summarize them to the best of my ability. But by all means, if you have any questions, give me a call, 310-619-3055. If you have your facts straight, when any um, political uh, you know, public servant or politician attempts to just feed back some propaganda, if you know what you're talking about, that propaganda bounces off. And so... There's a saying that people use, and I've changed it a little bit. They talk about, you know, the devil is in the details. Well, I believe that angels bring awareness. And so if you are aware of what is going on, that's the beginning part of what needs to be done. If you choose to ignore it and you don't think it matters, well, that is the definition of ignorance. Does it mean you're stupid? ignorance, I pronounce it differently than the rest of the world, is means that you know, but you're not going to do anything. 
ignorance of a problem is no excuse. A lack of awareness you can forgive. I certainly don't know. I'm not aware of everything. If someone is unaware of this, that's you can blame on the media not you know properly informing them. You can blame it on just the complexity of life. But once someone's awareness has been raised, their ignorance of the issue is now their responsibility. So once you have made your public servant aware, now it's on them. They cannot say that they were not aware that you thought that the matter was of great importance. And so we have a responsibility to make sure that our public servants know exactly how we want them to serve us. They're busy serving someone else at the moment, and we need to get their attention, we need to make them aware, and we need to be very clear on what we require of them in doing their duty to serve the public. If we don't tell them what we want, then the blame is coming right back at that person in the mirror, you know, point back at yourself. If you tell them what you want and they fail to represent your desires, well, then that's on them. Absolutely. And what you're talking about is the definition of a republic, a government that's supposed to be for and by the people. So if we, the people, don't act, it is back on us, just exactly as you say. James, you have done so much to increase awareness for this World Health Organization and the United Nations, and frankly, this effort for a one world government takeover. So I want to thank you profoundly. And I encourage all my listeners to take you up on every opportunity you've provided with the two websites, and I'll have them listed in the show notes, and to call you if they need to. And I would very much like to have you back, especially after the September deadline, to find out where we're at and what we need to do next. Well, I appreciate the time to um, raise everyone's awareness now and look forward to uh, the next time we get a chance to talk about this again. I'm very optimistic because my experience has been regular people look at this information and they're appalled. And they immediately realize that this is not in any way what regular people want, that they're not talking about how to actually improve people's health. They're talking about transferring wealth to their cronies and gaining control to try to rule over everyone in the world. And you know, I have every belief that regular people can see through the facade of what's going on and do the right thing. Absolutely. Thank you again, James. I look forward to talking with you in just a matter of weeks, actually, by the time this airs. Thank you very much. I truly can't wait to have James back after this vote in September with the World Health Organization. And you know, the suggestions he gave us that we can include in a cover letter to send along with what he's already provided for us to download are excellent. I've used some of what he suggested, and I provide for you a PDF sample cover letter to glean from. So take what he said, along with what he's created, and also what I've provided, to make your own cover letter and to send them off to your public servants. Remember, with the World Health Organization, silence is considered consent. We must take action. Please understand the World Health Organization, the United Nations, and the World Economic Forum are all working together to advance the One World Government Plan, and they have made far greater headway than we realize. 
I just learned of 14 American cities that have signed the World Economic Forum's treaty that legally compels them to ban meat, dairy, and private car ownership by the year 2030. The cities that signed are Austin, Boston, Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, New Orleans, New York, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Portland, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and Seattle. Notice the strategic geographical locations of these cities throughout the United States. The mayors of these cities are part of the C-40 mission. That's the letter C-40 mission. You must learn more about this using the link in the show notes. And if you live in any of these cities, do everything you can to alert people. And question your mayor about why they committed the city to this anti-American effort. Now, let's highlight some of the current events to see if I'm putting the pieces of the puzzle of world events and God's timeline together in ways that make sense or not. Did you know that YouTube has recently begun censoring any negative comments about the World Health Organization? Consider the timing of this just prior to the all-important deadline of September 20th. YouTube and Facebook are connected, and I, for one, am outraged at the continued evidence that they are clearly selling America out and promoting a one-world government. Make a point of seeing the Epoch Times Facts Matter video. I've got a link for you in the show notes. And when it comes to current efforts to once again force us into compliance with mask mandates, lockdowns, and mandatory jabs, General Flynn has emphatically stated, do not comply. And James Roguski has provided us with helpful information to allow us to successfully do just that. He says, if anyone attempts to require you to wear a mask, please share this website with them. You'll find a link in the show notes. Also, familiarize yourself with S-172, sponsored by Senator Ted Cruz. It was introduced on January 31st, 2023, known as the No Mask Mandate Act of 2023-24. It was authored by a nonpartisan Congress Research Service. You'll find the link in the show notes, and I encourage you to learn what you can from the link and also do what you can as the Lord leads. It hasn't passed the Senate yet, but we can put pressure on our elected officials, letting them know we want this to be passed immediately. And former guest Alex Newman weighs in with an article from a doctor outraged over the tyranny encouraging us to overcome the pandemic fear. You'll find the link in the show notes. I hope you realize those pushing for a one-world order are working overtime to prevent President Donald J. Trump from taking his rightful place in God's plan. They are working hard to make certain the criminal activity surrounding the 2020 elections is not uncovered and to maintain evil control over the 2024 elections, all in effort to take complete control of our nation. Tucker Carlson's interview of President Trump included conversation about the role Vice President Mike Pence had on the outcome of the 2020 elections and how Congress passed a law after the fact to prevent any future vice president from doing what apparently was in the power of Vice President Pence to do, which would have allowed the 2020 elections to be investigated. I plan on sharing more with you about this next week. But all the indictments of President Trump and others and more is an effort by the deep state to sell America out to the one world order. We must not let it happen. Even God is instructing us to fight for what is rightfully ours. On August 24th, Barry Wunsch, interviewed on Elijah Streams, had a very specific dream from God about the World Health Organization. 
He shared how he saw a very dark season for America, once again being forced in a lockdown, subjected to criminal warfare from the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization. He saw documents circulating through nations demanding compliance with their evil agenda. He saw a calendar in the distance with America's election highlighted and noted the moves for more lockdowns in effort to stop what God has planned. There was much more to Barry's prophetic dream, so I encourage you to watch the entire interview using the link in the show notes. But know that this dream was a warning and a call to action for God's people to stop the evil agenda of the enemy so God's agenda can be realized. Additionally, Julie Green and Dutch Sheets also spoke for the Lord, warning us how we must stand firm for God's revealed plans in these dark times, with the warning that things will get very dark and difficult. But those of us who are relying on God, who are in a right relationship with God, are instructed not to give in to fear, but hold our ground. Please take the time to listen to what God is saying to us as his people through Julie Green, Dutch Sheets, and the other trusted prophets as well. You'll find links in the show notes. Okay, that concludes today's podcast. But plan on listening next week when I'll present more compelling information about the strategies of the enemy in this battle between good and evil and what God expects of us in these present days. If you like what you hear from me with this podcast, I highly recommend my book series, my award-winning blog, connecting with me on social media where I cover many more topics than I can with this weekly podcast, and consider signing up for my certificate course in apologetics. My aim with that course is to help people learn how to not only use apologetics to share truth with others, but help Christian leaders incorporate apologetics in their respective ministries so more Christians are confident about sharing their faith. Learn more about my online apologetics course using the link in the show notes. Should you have a topic you want me to explore with this podcast, simply let me know. Again, my email address is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. If this podcast blesses you, and I certainly hope it does because you are the reason I work as hard as I do, would you consider partnering with me in my vision? You know my whole goal is to help people discover and live in life-giving truth and to experience all the hope truth provides. You can, and I hope you do personally, share truth with others on your own. But have you thought about how many more people you could reach by partnering with me? Help me grow this podcast, get my books into more people's hands, and talk me up to others to get me more speaking engagements and increase this podcast audience. Then together, as partners, we will be making a much greater impact than we can on our own. There are several ways you can choose to partner with me. Certainly, telling others about me and my ministry, along with prayer, is top of the list. There is nothing as powerful as personal endorsements or word-of-mouth referrals. Buying my books and products is another way. All of my books in the Faith to Live By series were written to help people better understand the Christian faith and how to successfully live it out. The first book is Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies. The second, Renew Your Hope. Remedy for Personal Breakthroughs, and the third is Revive Your Life, Rest for Your Anxious Heart. There are two more in the series about the end times. The first one is Prepare for the Harvest, Confidence in God's End-Time Promises, written for Christians to properly understand God's plans for His people during the end times. And the other is Prepare for the Harvest, God's Challenge to the Church Today. It's written to help church leadership be ready in every way possible for the long-prophesied billion-soul harvest. Visit my website and get any or all of these books with a deep 20% discount by using the word TRUTH at checkout. 
I also welcome donations, but for now, they're not tax deductible. However, I'm working on that, so listen in the weeks to come and you'll learn more about how you can support me through donations that will be tax deductible. Supporting the businesses I feature as affiliate partners is yet another way you can partner with me. I seek to find affiliates who can offer you goods and services you need, and I have some very exciting money-saving America first goods and services you will not want to miss out on. Newest to my affiliate list is a company I'm exceedingly excited to introduce you to. If you're like me, you're tired of paying very high prices for cable television, and you've been waiting to find just the right company who shares your values to replace your cable service. Well, I found it. It's called Q Streaming. They provide over 3,000 channels, including live TV with local stations from across the United States, U.S. networks, sports networks, movie networks, and pay-per-view events. You get all that for about half of what most cable companies charge, and there's no contract, just a monthly subscription. Using the link in the show notes, go and look around and sign up to start viewing the programs you like for a fraction of what you're paying now. All while supporting a Christian-owned and operated company that exclusively uses word-of-mouth advertising so as not to spend money on commercial advertisement that supports the woke movement. And don't forget, when it comes to your health, I also have affiliate partners Mfinity and Dr. Zelenko's ZStack supplements. You can learn more on the affiliates page and the information in the show notes. Also, there's Operation Tomahawk, which Scott McKay started. It's a subscription program that allows you to get your household and personal care items from a company that is American-owned and operated, because we don't want to support the deep state. And regarding your finances, I want you to know about Dr. Kirk Elliott. He's a personal wealth advisor who offers free consultations to understand your financial goals and help you reach them. When you purchase my books, products, or services, or products and services from any of my affiliates, you get something you want, and at the same time, you support me. It's truly a benefit for all of us. So why not shop for yourself or to get gifts for friends and family? Your support is greatly appreciated. All affiliate partners' information is in the show notes, and I have a dedicated web page where you can learn even more, and you can hear the interviews I've conducted in the vetting process. Of course, you need to do your own due diligence to make your own decisions what to purchase, but to help you, I am researching companies and interviewing their representatives and using their products or services myself to provide you a personal recommendation. There's a link to all the interviews in the show notes. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. Let me know how this podcast impacts you and what you're now doing in response to the equipping you've received through me. Again, my email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. If you like the content and resource material I bring with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me through my blog. In fact, my blog has been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content. And I'm very active on social media. I can actually cover more on social media than I can with this weekly podcast. And to receive even more, please be sure to check out my dedicated podcast listeners page called Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively, and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. And on that page, I also ask you to help me learn more about what you want by completing the form visible once you scroll down the page. And I would especially appreciate you subscribing to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter. As a new subscriber, you can choose one of three gifts I offer in appreciation for your subscription. Subscribing will make you a preferred member where you will receive special announcements and offers not available to others. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. A review helps the show reach more people, it helps spread the gospel, 
and helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him. 